What's up, everybody? This is Max Cavalera, Soulfly, Cavalera Conspiracy. You're listening to Iron City Rock. Hi, this is Alice Webster from Cannibal Corpse, and you're listening to Iron City Rock. episode 419 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing you the best rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues talk on the net. Uh, in episode 419, we have uh, two bands featured on the show. We have a uh, brand new band, Weapons of a New, who are just in uh, Pittsburgh doing a show with Scott Stapp, um, vocalist of Creed. Obviously, they were the support act. Uh, we had a chance to sit down with Ray the vocalist of the band, so we'll get to that interview in a moment. Also, we uh, are talking with uh, Ron Marks and Paul Scowron of the band Bonneville, who will be doing a show at the Club Cafe. Ron Marks, um, you may remember him from his time in Celtic Frost. Paul was the vocalist of Noisy Mama, a band that uh, easily could have broke out uh, in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, did a little bit of time with Triple X, a Pittsburgh band I'm sure a lot of you remember. Uh, Paul sang for them as well. So we're going to get into that interview with those guys in just a little bit. But first, we're going to turn our attention to Ray from Weapons of Anu. Uh, they've got a great album out, uh, kind of a hard-hitting uh, driving music, The Collision of Love and Hate, it's called. Uh, it is available now. We're going to play you a little bit of the lead single, Speed. We'll get into that interview with Ray. <laughs>
Dave with Iron City Rocks, and I'm here with Ray West, vocalist for Weapons of the New, currently on tour with Scott Stapp, former Creed vocalist. How's the tour going? Well, it's been good. It's been productive. You know, we uh, it, it, you never know what you're going to get as an opening band, and Scott's audiences have been really open to us, so it it, it makes us work hard for him. It's it's been it's been a lot of fun. Nice, nice. Now, would you like to give us a little mini bio about yourself, like where you were born and raised, what kind of oh, wow. stuff okay. got you into music? Wow. I haven't done that. Um, I think, well, I was born in Brooklyn, New York, New York City, raised in Brooklyn and raised in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So I'm like um, a city boy who's a beach bum, you know? Um, I think as a kid, you know, I got turned on all kinds of music in our neighborhood. So whether it's rock and roll, heavy metal, it was Kiss, uh, Bob Marley, you know, I come from like the school of like soul, funk music, and hard rock music. So I'm, I'm an eclectic mix of everything. Then um, I was in a lot of baby bands, you know, my teen years, my early years. <clears throat> I moved to New York City on a whim, and I was doing uh, showcases with bands. And the next thing I got, I got signed to a deal with MCA, well, with a band called Spread Eagle. So I, I did some time with that. And um, years later, you know, just uh, walking through the woods, I met Freddie, Chris, and Reno, man. And here we are. Can't go wrong with that. Sounds like an awesome life. I wish I could. Yeah. Well, you know, I think it is. You, the music life is, it's, it's like a calling. You have to do it. Right. I could be doing a million other things, but if you don't do this, that's like we do with interviews, you know? It brings you out. You, you, you're drawn to do something. I think music is, you can walk, I've tried to walk away lots of times and just go do something else. I can't do it. I, can, I always land on my ass. So music is my, my everything. That's good. Holds you together and keeps you moving forward. Yeah, that's good. yeah. So you mentioned the Spread Eagle, and that's interesting too because you guys got an album coming out with them for the first time in over 26 years. Is that right? Yeah, comes out August 9th, and uh, the reviews have been good. It's, it's a nice surprise, and uh, that was a band that was very high energy when it first came out. We were young and crazy, so it's nice to get a shot to do it where you're a little more grown up and involved as a musician, and you know, try to really nail the sound. So you learned a lot from that experience. And used oh yeah. It for, for weapons of a new. Yeah, I think all 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 of your being signed, the first real professional studio experience. You know, uh, I thought I was hot shit, and then when I went into the studio to record for real, I learned that I wasn't. I had yeah. so much to learn. I got beat up all the time. So all this experience make you know make make who you are. It's cool. So the debut album, The Collision of Love and Hate, yeah. it was a record that for me was filled with a lot of hard-hitting rock that echoed all the different subgenres, whether it be progressive, power, grunge, the new wave of British heavy metal. So talk about your headspace and the evolution of the band from that point to now. Well, I think when we met, Freddie's background is more like a, Freddie the guitar player, is a very thrash. You know, he comes from that, that very speed metal kind of school. <clears throat> very aggressive, and I come from more of a, uh, you know, soul music, hard rock background, you know, so I think we got together, our energies create what we came out with. I don't think we set out to have anything in particular, it wasn't like this right, this particular style. Right. It just happens to be a lot of our personality just comes out in this combination, you know, including Chris. Um, Chris is a real basher, you know, it's really, really hard. Reno is also really gifted too, gifted bass player. Um, and everybody, I think we all listen to very different kinds of music, which is kind of funny, you know. On the bus, we all kind of blare the same things. But um, our particular brand of personalities just happens to make this kind of sound. 
hope that yeah. makes sense to you. Yeah, it does. I, I know you guys are very active players. I mean, you know, videos and stuff that I've seen, you guys are very, very into what you're doing, and you're very driven to give the crowd you know, everything you got, all the yeah. music that's in just pouring I, out. I think if you don't do this for real, you know, if you're in it, you don't do it for real, people are going to see it anyway. Oh, I mean, half, yeah. the, half the people I meet try to create the illusion that there's something that they're not. That's and they're they're, they're going to get found out pretty quick. So. so all four of you in the band came from other bands. How does four guys from different bands come together and you know, use all the experiences? It seems like a repeat question, but it's more for the individuals, I guess. Like, you know... Guitars coming from thrash and you right. coming from the soul stuff. Well, like, how do you guys get together to make like a one cohesive piece of music that satisfies all of you? Yeah, I think you know we, we rule by committee. You know, everybody gets a say. Um, I never really thought of that. You know, we just it just comes out where there's a lot of politics in a, in a band. You know, how we run things, or it's not a dictatorship. So we all have a say in how we write. So I think the way our personalities all, the way we get along as people, translate into how we are as a band. So we all give each other a little bit of room, you know? We give each other a lot of room to fail. And we learn from those failures, you know? So be it song choices and what we're doing. Um, Chris is just easy to work with. Um, everybody's a perfectionist. So they all want the best. And to do that, you know, you gotta you know, give and take a little bit. I think if we were just in a dictatorship, we wouldn't have the product we have. Yeah, you mean too much arguing back <clears throat> yeah. and forth. And but it's a lot of, you know, how you communicate, yeah. how we get along. We're, we are real hard asses with each other. You know, me and Freddie, we fire back and forth all the time because we're very, very different kinds of people. Yeah. But we're the same as far as music. Right. You know what I mean? So you learn to massage all that stuff. You know, there's no really set thing like, it's going to be this way or that way. Everybody sort of has a say. We all want to do well for each other. Cool. Yeah, that's good. Be friends first and then let the music... Yeah, start. yeah. So you guys got a new album, right, that you're trying to work on? Right. We're, we were writing, we were in the process of writing when we got asked to do this tour. So that happened the first time with the, with the first record as well. Mm-hmm. We were writing Collision and next thing I know we were on the road with Alter Bridge, you know, and we hadn't even played a show as a band yet. So we drove from here to whatever, Detroit, uh, from New York to Detroit, and uh, even though we were writing together and hang out at the house we'd never done a gig together wow. so our first gig was in front of like almost 2,000 people Jeez. can you imagine that so you know you're getting off the bus and you sleep around the curtain you're like holy shit <laughs> so, everybody, yeah. so everybody just sort of stepped up the plate I think we learned a lot about ourselves that day the band was born that day I think you know as far as like working to, to do more songs or the future but if, I, don't, I don't think if we'd have made it out of there alive we would not be here today you know what I mean yeah that's cool though. First show in front of 2,000 yeah. people. That's yeah, that's nice. crazy. So James F. Murphy, he was the producer and engineer on the first record, and he worked with Death and Testament, which is very, very cool. Right. We got to work with him. So is he going to be working with you again? He's not going to be uh, producing this this album. Uh, we, we might involve him in some way, because um, he's, he's like family to the band. But uh, we're going to go with uh, Mike Ferretti. Mike Ferretti is... Uh, got great credits you know um, it's about the vibe you create in the studio you know we we did the first record with James great it came, it came out great but you have to experiment a little bit you want to push yourself so uh, we involved Mike Ferretti you know but James is, is, is great he has a great set of ears 
he the way he is as a human being is very uh, He's quite the mentor in lots of things. He's very schooled and educated, and uh, he's highly opinionated with strong opinions, very good opinions. So um, actually, he and I were first like fire and ice. You know, we, we were like, oh man, I don't know about this guy. You know, so but once we understood that we had the same sort of uh, musical taste, which was surprising, we got along really well and were able to create under pressure because we were put in a pressure cooker. He and I to create melodies and vocals and lyrics, and it, it was tough. So we. we we, we battled back from that. So I love I love me some James Murphy. Yeah, and for him too, it had to be difficult because he went from death metal to well metal too, but more a different style. Yeah, but his musical taste is so is so vast. Yeah. You know, you meet him, you're like, wow. He like yeah. he likes like you know we're talking about James Brown and and Sly and the Family That's Stone or the Eagles and the, that, that it's a mind blower. Something to the table. Yeah. So you guys have a very active YouTube channel as well. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes videos on there for people that don't know. Um, how important do you think it is today with the music industry now to stay connected to all the social medias? And you know, how much different is it from 30 years ago? Because back then, like my dad said, you would send tapes to people, email right. and stuff. So there was still a lot of connectivity. But was right. it better then or better now? Or what's your opinion? Well, now the curtain's drawn back. You know now. The business model is you have to connect with people, and you have to they 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 make or break you. Before it was the label giving you three records, you know, and, and throwing you lots of money and, and letting you develop, and you just sort of like you'd go out and tour. But it was it was a bit of a mystery, and there was always a mystery to rock and roll back in the day. When I would see a band, you didn't know that much about it. It created this sort of sense of like you know greatness. You know, now you it's cool to draw back the curtain and let people see how you are as a person. You know, uh, hence reality TVs. That's what we are. You know, uh, see all our personalities, our faults, our, our good parts. But you need to have social media presence to make to make the shit work nowadays. So we're getting very good at it. You know, and what there is left to learn, we're going to learn it. And if you're not learning, you ain't doing nothing, right? So we we are making the most of it. I, I like it. I, I like. I'm very. Um, I can be very chatty. So I like having lots of friends and communicating it, you know, when I want to. It's nice. That's a good thing. That's where a lot of people get their news and information and yeah, music man. and everything. Now, so. and, and everybody has access. You know, uh, the internet, is, it's an amazing, everybody has access. So why not give them the access they want and you learn to communicate that way. So I have to ask, you, you have been able to play at big festivals in Europe in front of like hundreds of thousands of people. How does that feel? to be out there in front of all them people. Is that a scary experience? Is that fun? Is it a little bit of both? I don't think you can plan how to feel in front of lots of people. It's just every every time it's different, you know? But if you can imagine, you know, uh, you go to a, a party and you don't know everybody, but you start to work your way around the room and communicate, that everybody sort of starts to you get the celebration of it, you know, and you start to connect with people. And the connecting, the, connect, the connecting is so—I can't even describe. It's very electric, you know. It's, it's really out of body kind of stuff. I—I I, I feel it happening, you know what I mean. But I think I'm most comfortable with a bunch of people checking out what I do, you know, and, yeah. and getting that communication. I, I'm more comfortable in a room, you know, with a few thousand people than I am in a room sometimes with ten people. You know, I—I I can't even describe it. I won't even try to put it into words. Yeah. But it's yeah. very, you know, it's everything. It's. It's light, it's, it's love, it's happy, it's, it's, my, it's my happy place. It's a million things at yeah. once, yeah. Cool. 
So for you as a vocalist, how how is it to bounce from band to band? Because you you are still currently in Spray going and also yeah. doing the weapons of a new. So like what stylistically changes for you or, or how you approach the music going from band to band? Yeah, I think that uh spread is a little more set in what it's its sound and what it does. You know, we on the new record we we've experimented a little bit, but it still has a sort of genre kind of specific quality to it. Um, that kind of singing uh, it's about my tone. My tone's changed a lot for the better, I think. When I first did Spread, I was like a cat on helium going through a meat grinder. And that's what I, Everything was screaming at 100 miles an hour. But uh, Spread gives me an ability to, you know, a lot of melody, you know, to have some tone, a lot of uh, harmonies. In Spread, there's, there's four of us singing Spread Eagle. You know, now Weapons uh, gives me a chance to really broaden my my singing style, you know, really be more aggressive, and um, I, I think I, I enjoy it much, it's very pocket singing, you know, and um, we're very deep with melodies, but one is just a little more aggressive, you know, um, when Freddie and I write, there's a lot of room for me to do what I want and ad-lib and freestyle, and I really love that. In Spread, we're a little more, you know, a little more rigid, but... Weapons is free-flowing and just whatever comes out of me goes on tape and it's great. And it's also about time management because, yes, you got to, like, compartmentalize your time. You know, luckily, the spread guys are cool and support me doing weapons. And that's why I'm able to do it. If I didn't have that, I couldn't be able to, you know, it'd be a stressed-out, miserable prick. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's good to have the support. Yeah, if, if both bands don't support, you know, they're both vehicles for my vocals. So I really enjoy both, right? Something about what you know, the weapons crew was really wild and crazy. <laughs> you know, we're a loud bunch of guys, and uh, I love both both bands. That's cool, yeah, because it lets you get to. Yeah, I don't know if I answered the question, question, but I love both bands. And I like having a chance to go back and forth and trying different things. I think as a singer, if you're not evolving and trying different things, it's gonna, you're going to bore yourself to death. So. Yeah, and I noticed a lot of power in vocals, on, especially on songs like Speed. That song is an amazing song. I oh, like great. the Iron Maiden-esque beginning. I just love that stuff. Oh, great. Blood Thank from you. from Stone is a really good song as well. Yeah. The chorus in there is really hard-hitting. Yeah. I like the vocal changes, the roaring, the growling parts. And then Brave as well. Brave is another really good song. It has so many elements. To yeah. It. And all three of those songs translate well live. A lot of stuff you, know, you hear a lot of these, a lot of records and a lot of songs, and some fans can't translate them online. W A Weapons, sorry, Weapons is a very, very live band. By that I mean, I think we shine more live than even on the record. You know what I mean? Um, we have such a good time playing, and people see that. So Brave comes out strong. I think we play a bit. That's that, we open the set with that thing. So it's a real, uh, it's a real face melter. Nice, yeah, it's yeah. a hard hitter right out uh, of the gate. And, and blood, people start to easy jump when we play that one. And uh, the fun thing about it is, you know, obviously people that we're playing for don't know who we are. Most of their audience, a few no, scattered people do, but to watch the songs and the band create this vibe in the room that no one knew was existed is a really cool and powerful thing. Yeah, that would be really good. Yeah, I would like that. I'm glad that you guys. You did your research, man. You did your research. You're good. <laughs> So do you have anything else that you would like to add? Um, I'm just, you know, it's a privilege to play rock and roll. 
and I don't take it for granted. So I will keep doing what I do until I drop dead. I hope people appreciate the work and the effort and the art of it. And I just, I know no other way to live, so I'm grateful for the support that I've gotten, that the bands have gotten, uh, the people we've met along the way, you know, and I want everyone to know that we're working hard to make new cool music, you know. We're not in this just to, to talk about yesterday. We, we want to keep plugging away, so we're there for you. Be sure to follow Weapons of Anew and keep a lookout for them on tour in your area this summer with Scott Staff and in the fall on their own. That's right. 2020 is going to be a good year for Weapons of Anew. Iron City Rocks and so does Ray West. Thanks for sitting down. Wow, that was great. Thank you. And a big thank you to uh, Dave, our co-host, for doing the interview with Ray from Weapons of Anew. Again, their album is available now. Uh, you can go to their website, check that out. The album is called The Collision of Love and Hate. Uh, expect a lot of things from those guys down the road, and I'm glad we had a chance to talk to them. To turn our attention now to a band called Bonneville, uh, which is kind of an homage to the 70s, a lot of great music of the 70s. It's a band uh, made up of, of four guys kind of not not far from our area, uh, you know, some, some folks uh, living in the northern part of PA up towards almost Erie, some folks in uh, western Ohio, uh, Ron Marks, Paul Scoudron. Uh, Paul was the vocalist of Noisy Mama, also sang for Triple uh, X, uh, and I'm sure if you're listening to this show, uh, there's a decent chance you've at least... Uh, familiar with Pittsburgh's musical background, Triple X was one of the hottest bands, uh, as I recall, um, going to see them at a club, and I think it was probably the very late 80s uh, off of McKnight Road in Pittsburgh and couldn't even get in the door. The place was so packed. Um, they were a, a phenomenon at the time. Paul was a vocalist for them for a period of time. Uh, and also Ron Marks, who uh, played uh, for a period of time with Celtic Frost. Uh, and, and as you can tell from the interview, one of the first things, I, you know, you think of the Celtic Frost, you think of Noisy Mama, if you, if you recall their uh, songs from the 80s, 90s. Uh, kind of different styles. But, uh, you know, as Ron said, you know, Celtic Frost doesn't define him as a player and Paul uh, the same with Noisy Mama. So they've got a project now where they're doing kind of a, a, a tribute to uh, music of the 70s, uh, which leads it wide open to a you know, whole palette of, of bands. And Paul certainly has the pipes and Ron the chops t- to play those. So it was great to sit down with these two guys uh, and kind of uh, chew the fat about what Bonneville is all about. So let's get into that interview. Welcome to the show! Ladies and gentlemen, my pleasure to welcome the Iron City Rocks from the band Bonneville. We have Paul Scowron and Ron Marks on the line. How you doing, guys? Hey, man, what's happening? Good, good. We're doing good. Uh, Paul, I think a lot of people will remember uh, you as, as the vocalist of Noisy Mama, a band that you know had some success on MTV, and, and Ron, um, Celtic Frost, obviously, kind of jumps off the page, and... At that, I, I asked my first question. You guys were coming from really two different angles, you know, as far as, you know, how, how you made your name. Uh, you know, uh, Paul, you're, you guys were kind of a, a gritty blues band almost more than, a, you know, you came up in the hair metal era, but, you know, there's a lot of blues and rock influence in that. And then Ron, obviously, much heavier angle. How did you guys kind of come together? Well, uh, oddly enough, I think enough, it was the 70s. Yeah, I think so too Uh, Oddly enough, our paths hadn't crossed prior to this Uh, We were doing things, but they were obviously, like like you said, in different different Mm -hmm. genres And to be honest, we had never met Uh, I put a 
ad out on Facebook looking for professional people to do a project with, and Paul replied within minutes. So that's how that happened. Yeah, it's interesting, uh, Paul. When when you saw that ad, and you know, with with the name recognition and the power of Google, you know, you can kind of find anybody's past. Did did you have any hesitation, you know, based on the kind of music he played and what you know you were interested in performing, or or in that ad, Ron? Did you kind of detail, you know, here's where my roots are, here's the kind of music I'm interested in pursuing? Yeah, this is kind of a a bit of a popular misconception i mean frost was the only heavy band i was ever in Mm -hmm. in my life you know it's not like that's what i did sure it just kind of went that way i was always a rocker and uh yeah so (laughs) i I certainly get hit with that label but it's not at all really accurate with me i mean the 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 key word in his ad was pro right and that's what i wanted to work with pros and um it's always been you know uh a a great experience to to work with people that are you know kind of going towards the same goal and know how to how to go and, and achieve it and um, we we met each other um, I think we met at some truck stop somewhere and that was about two and a half years ago almost mm-hmm. and yeah, we right. just started building this. Now was the was the goal from from day one I know you guys are doing kind of a, a maybe a celebration of. of 70s music, but did, did you guys have thoughts of, or is it still on, on the, the the foreground to think about new music, or in this industry at this time, does new music make sense to you guys? Well, that was my concept before Paul and I even met or talked, was I knew I wanted to do something in the 70s, and mm-hmm. rather than, that's what I grew up with, that's what I love, mm-hmm. that's my heart. And, you know, rather that people said, well, do a tribute to this band or to that band. And I said, nah, that's going to get old, doing the same band, mm-hmm. the same songs every night. Um, and we're, we didn't want to wear the costumes and look like whoever. We wanted to be ourselves. So I said, instead of a dedicated band, let's do the tribute to the whole decade. So mm-hmm. I definitely had that in mind before. Uh, but <laughs> oddly enough, the biggest fear I had was, who am I going to find that can sing this stuff? This is hard. Yeah, and uh, it was so uh, it was so ironic that Paul, you know, I'm like, oh my God, I found the front man in like ten minutes. I thought that was going to be the hardest part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that, funny, funny, funny how things work out. It is when I mean when you look at you know the type of music you guys are doing in the set from you know from different things I've seen of you know the kind of music you cover, you're all over the map, you vocally, you know. I mean, and that's not mm-hmm. a, an easy thing, and especially to get somebody who's going to be a, of like age, you know, it, you know, it does sometimes yep. look odd when a when a band will go out and they have a 21 year old front man and the rest of the band is in their <laughs> late 50s, um, right, right, you know. But a lot of guys, and this is a testament to you, Paul, can't do this. It, it you know, and I include myself in our age, um, you know, a lot of you know, big time bands come rolling into town with a lot of backing tracks. Um, oh yeah, we don't cheat. Yeah, that's the that's the main thing about us is we you know we try to we keep it as raw and as real as possible, and and that means completely. And mm-hmm. and as far as like vocally goes, I mean you know, I think it's just the fact that I I didn't get caught up in in really living that rock star life yeah as much as many other people did, and so my voice is completely intact if not better than it was back then and I'm I'm just really happy and and um, elated that I'm still doing it and doing it at that level 
Yeah, yeah and we, we greatly appreciate it because there's no way this show is going off without a great front man. And Paul nails it, man. So, you know, we, we value that a great deal. Yeah, that's a great point you bring up, too, about the lifestyle. You know, there was always, you know, a, a lot of the bands that, that got popular in the excess um, takes a toll, you know. Sure. It, it always floored me, you know, when you go back and watch a lot of those videos in the 80s and uh, early 90s, how many, you know, the behind-the-siege videos where you see the, the smoker, uh, you know, the singer with the cigarettes hanging out of, one hand and a bottle of booze hanging out of the other and a lot of that obviously was for image but sure. you know is there anything worse you can do for your voice probably than those two vices or for your head i mean you know yeah. when i was on tour with frost you know we pretty good bunch of guys i mean very very minimal partying but the other bands that we toured with were yeah. unbelievable man and you know, we'd all stay at the same hotel after a show, and yeah. you know, all the doors are open, and I'm I'm looking at these guys going, "You're not going to remember one day of this tour." Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and, you know. know, and you're going to piss through your per diem for the day and be broke by the end right. of the tour. <laughs> right. Um, right. That's yeah. a, a certain thing. Um, when when you were doing this, you know, you mentioned tribute bands, and obviously, in the last five six years, they've become quite popular i mean you know you throw a dart and you will hit a led zeppelin band coming to your town you know almost any weekend was it tough to to not fall into the allure of that because i know a lot of those bands do quite well because you know they've got it's kind of funny but they've got name recognition even though it's not their name yeah right um Uh, well i agree with that it's like uh <clears throat> you know, you, the thing with us, I believe, is the fact that we, you know, both Ron and I were in original bands pretty much our whole lives. Mm-hmm. So, so being able to go after these, these type of tunes, and again, get ahead of the curve, because yeah, I do believe that that tribute bands are big, right. but I think what we're doing is a little bit ahead of the curve, and I'm I'm hoping that it's gonna, you know, it's gonna translate into people coming and seeing it. I'm with you. I mean, there's, you know, you, you, you can't swing a stick without hitting a tribute band. Right. And I didn't want to fall into that. And, uh, and it, we're, we're going to give you a show that nobody else is going to give you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I always have one axiom, I think, of would I go see this band? Right. You know, I want to I wanna be in a band, I want to form a band that I would go see and then I would be impressed by. Yeah. And that was, that was the, and, and for, <laughs> fortunately, uh, and I'll, I'll toot our horn. The band is so good that we, we ended up doing so many more songs because we could. You know, it's, this, yeah. it's a situation of, God, I've always loved this song, but I've never been in a band that was good enough to play it. Well, suddenly, there's almost nothing we can't do. And we ended up uh, probably adding another 10 songs o- over what we were going to do. But that's cool because if you come see us repeatedly, you're not going to see the same show every night. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the work ethic, too. You know, the work ethic. Uh we got a great rhythm section. Um, Paul Guzman and <clears throat> excuse me, Mark uh, Allen on drums and Paul on bass. It's it, it it took us longer to find them, as Ron said, mm-hmm. but it's it, it's rounded this thing out to to be a really really tight thing. Yeah, uh, and it had to be that it, it had to be that way because I, I was very adamant about the quality of of players and yeah. the quality of people in this band. Nobody's a, a smart ass. Nobody's a drug addict. Nobody's you know everybody's here for the notes and to be professional and to be good. And that's why it took us so long to find. 
these yeah. guys because the people we were finding, I just knew, and we, Paul and I both looked at each other, we knew they weren't going to cut it. So yeah. what was the point of doing it and, and rehearsing for a couple months and then starting over? So that's why it took so long. Yeah, at least, you know, on the, on the positive note, without doing it, you know, as a full-on tribute, you don't need to find someone who looks like Peter Chris or, you know, whomever on I agree. base. You can focus on, hey, I this agree. guy has the chops, has the attitude, yep. which is probably more important, and, you know, can they sing, can they not sing, you know, whatever. Whatever your criteria for a good musician as opposed to somebody who's going to fill, you know, like you mentioned, a costume. Does he look like Jason Bonham? You know, that kind of thing. Right, right. Um, plus, now, as an and, artist, and I'm Paul, sure... I'm sorry. No, no, Paul, Paul hit, hit hit the nail on the head. This band has a work ethic like none I've yeah. ever seen. And this is more demanding than Frost. This is more mm. demanding. I have an original band called Subsonic. When when you do those tours, if you're opening, you play a half hour, okay? Yeah. This band can play two and a half hours without a break. That's a lot of material, man. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, again, a testament to Paul and, and you know maintaining you know your instrument. That you you could pick up a second guitar, tune it up, replace a string, but if your voice goes out, you're you bet. That's yep. a long night. That, yeah, well, I can't I say. Great, I had some great teachers, and and um, I learned. You know, I I went through the beginning of my career as as a you know every night playing ACDC and mm-hmm. four sets, and and I lost my voice, you know, completely. Yeah. And I and I but I but once I learned how to actually use my instrument, I mean it, there's nothing I I can't do you know that that's possible as far as that goes. And I I, I tell you the other thing too that the the work ethic of this band made it possible for now for us to start working on originals too. Yeah, and, that, and that's got got to be fun you know once you guys have kind of honed the chemistry of playing music together you know to to do that and that's what you know think back to the bands that you played in when you were 17 that's what you did you played cover songs you know you got the chemistry built up among musicians and you started to write from there it's kind of a a neat full circle you know to do that the name of the band i'm curious uh, was was it an homage to the car or was it uh I was an homage to the 70s. I mean, you know, it's more than the car. I mean, Bonneville represents uh, the car. It also represents Triumph Motorcycles, Bonneville, and the Bonneville Salt Flats, you know, land speed records. Yeah. And, I mean, what's more 70s than, than rock and roll and, and hot rods? Yeah, amen to that. Well, the, um, you guys are going to be doing a show on the 29th here in, in our fair city of Pittsburgh. Uh, going to be a cool, intimate gig uh, to... To oh. see you guys. Um, do you have an idea? I know the show starts around eight. How long you guys are playing that night? Uh, I would say two hours. Okay. Be we a full we do one set. We take no breaks. It's it's a, it's a '70s rock concert. It's not just a bar band. Fantastic. So you definitely uh, you definitely get your money's worth. Do you guys work in it? You mentioned Paul like some original songs. Do you guys work those in yet, or are those still sort of you know in developmental stages? In the, we're right in the beginning of it. It's um, it, again, we had to get all that hard work ahead, and it wasn't even hard work. I mean, it was the rehearsals were so great because I've you know I've never been to rehearsals like this before. You 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 showed up, mm-hmm. you rehearsed for three hours, you were done, and you went home. You know what I mean? And we did it once a week for a long time. We got all those songs done. We got them tight, and now we're starting to just you know we enjoy playing with each other. So mm-hmm. so that. 
the next step. Now, I know, uh, Paul, you are, if I'm not mistaken, from Ohio. Uh, Ron, where's home for you, and, and where does you guys kind of rehearse? Is, is you know, Where's home base for well, the band? Home, home for me is Hermitage, PA. I'm a PA guy. Oh, okay. I was born here. Uh, but we rehearse in uh, Boardman, Ohio. Okay. So yeah. you're uh, kind of doing that uh, Youngstown area up in that. Up, you know, whatever it takes, baby. I'll do whatever it takes, man. Well, that's great. We, yeah, don't, we don't worry about Gotta travel. You, you know, you gotta you gotta work to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you guys are no strangers to that, certainly. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, conven- I, convenience has nothing to do with it. It's about results and being professional. Yeah, I mean, I guess you know, it, it, we talk to people all over the. You know, the internet has made it such a different dynamic to put a band together. Right. You know, you you'll see you know our singers in Nashville and our bass player lives in California and right, right. You know, you look at a band. Well, I can like, promise. I can but, I can promise you you won't see any laptops on our stage. No, no, I, I know. <laughs> it, even in um, I believe it was Kicks. You know, the band you think of, you think of you think of Maryland when you think of Kicks. And and if I'm not mistaken, one of the band members lives in California now. But they you know they make it work. They still make kick-ass music, and you know, right you yeah. know, They can uh, do their thing. So yeah, but there's nothing like nothing like being in the room together and feeling it. You know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Certainly organic, especially when you're songwriting. You know, I think that's really yeah, you know key is to to be able to bounce off an idea. You know, and somebody you know telling the drummer to do this and the bass player kind of mm-hmm. just fitting in naturally. That you you can't right. repeat that with with uh, Skype. You know, or and or and you know as Paul or, said, you know we all my life I would pretty much dread going to rehearsal, and that was the opposite with this band. We we had fun, man, and it was this is. You know, it, it wasn't a burden. It wasn't work. I mean, it was difficult. I'm not going to say it was easy. It was really hard. And uh, everybody did their job, but it was actually a good time. I look forward to going to rehearsal, and that's that's a first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, that, you know, imagine, you know, for the fans, you know, obviously going to pick up on something like that. If you're having fun in rehearsal, you know, imagine how much more fun it is on stage, and then, you know, the audience can obviously pick up on that. Because you can certainly sense when a band doesn't get along. You know, right, right. Well, hey, you know, think of it. You know, we all got into music because it was fun when we were mm-hmm. kids. It was fun, and it should always be fun. If that if that's gone, you're dead. So it's yeah. important. Yeah, it, it's that is a, the key. It's staggering. You know, I mentioned about bands coming in with background tapes. How many bands come in that just can't stand each other's guts? You know, you got, <laughs> you don't have to be a Dr. Phil to look at a few bands and just kind of scratch your head. And you know, it's it's great they're doing this for the paycheck, but. Uh, you know, you notice a, a singer doesn't go anywhere near a bass player, or you know, there's no eye contact between the guitarist and the drummer. Well, you can, you can sense that. Yeah, stuff. I'm not on that side of the fence, so I don't really get to see that stuff much, but I'm sure it's true. Yeah, you can, you can see it, and you can see it on some of the biggest stages in the biggest arenas too. I mean, oh, I'm sure, just, I'm sure. I think sometimes those those big paydays, you know, like I, I'm impressed that the guys in Skid Row haven't, the greed hasn't, you know push them over the edge to just say the hell with it we'll get back together we don't care how much we hate each other you know mm-hmm. that, that's impressive right, so, yeah. guys I want to wish you the best um, again you're coming in on the 29th we're not coming very far actually uh, to do a show at the Club Cafe here on the south side uh, it should be a packed house it's a great intimate gig and uh, we look for uh, you know much more from you guys in the future being so close hey thank you yeah, so much stay, stay in touch thanks a lot for uh, you know for having us and uh we will hopefully see you there. 
Awesome, guys. Thank you so much, guys. ZZ Top. Celebrating their 50th anniversary. With special guest, Cheap Trip. ZZ Top. Playing all their classic hits. September 11th, KeyBank Pavilion. Tickets on sale now at LiveNation.com or through Ticketmaster. Big thank you to Ron and Paul of Bonneville. Again, their show is on August 29th, Club Cafe. Tickets are dirt cheap, 10 bucks. Uh, you can get them on TicketWeb.com. You can follow the link from our website as well, IronCityRocks.com. You can check out uh, Bonneville doing their thing. And, and I have to say, you know, listening to the to them talk, I'm really, really looking forward to, to some original music from these guys. I think the pedigree, uh, the work ethic, uh, should just be a special combination. Also, a big thank you to Ray of Weapons of a New. Uh, again, uh, you can get their album is available now, and we want to thank them for coming on the show, talking all about it, and we want to thank you uh, most of all for taking the time to listen. Uh, you can visit us at IronCityRocks.com, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. All of those you can get to by just putting forward slash Iron City Rocks on the end. You can email us at ironcityrocks at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of uh, the bands on this show or any show. Uh, if you've got a band that you think would be uh, maybe one that we've overlooked, um, you know, please let us know. You know, that's a, we love getting those kind of suggestions uh, of people that might go under our radar. Uh, let us know. Uh, if you're involved in a band, let us know if you're interested in being on the show love to talk to as uh, if you're a fan of the show you realize we've talked to the biggest and the smallest of bands uh, on the planet so uh, don't hesitate let, let us know uh, what you have send us a demo we'd love to listen to it and until next time thank you so much for listening 